What's up, guys? Welcome to something. Sunday night here. And uh, let's get this shit crack a lacking. It's August 7th. And uh, yeah, man, it's been a pretty good weekend so far. Ending it off right with uh, episode of Welcome to Something. So uh, if you're listening to this on Monday morning, which you probably are, hope you have a fucking good week. Mondays suck, but hey, man, getting it over with. After today, you only have four days left of the work week. But uh, I was thinking the other day, I was walking my dogs and... You know how boy dogs like to lift their legs and they pee on everything to, like, mark their territory and shit? Do you think that's the equivalent of, like, social media for them? Do you think dogs, like, are able to sniff the pee on a certain tree or fire hydrant and be like, Oh, yeah, uh, the beagle down the road just peed on this two days ago. What's up, Bob? Like, I don't don't fucking know, but you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if they're able to really recognize the sense of the pee to know which dog peed here or if it's just like oh another male is peed at this spot or a female's peed at this spot i don't know much about dogs but it's kind of interesting i don't know yeah man i've been really into interesting things lately i mean like like i was talking about in my last podcast about that uh history that doesn't suck podcast i was listening to I've also been reading up up a lot about, like, American history and everything. And, man, it's crazy to think about, like, shit that went down in Congress back in the day. When they'd have their Congress meetings and stuff, they'd actually fucking throw hands. Like, if people didn't agree and, like, arguments got heated enough, they'd be sitting there throwing fists. My thought, too, is, like, bro, what if we kept that tradition going? Like, what if to this modern-day congressmen and congresswomen would just, like, start throwing hands if they didn't agree on something? I feel like issues might get solved a lot quicker. There'd be a lot more uh, movement probably in the government, a lot more decisions being made quicker. (laughs) I don't know. I just picture it in, like, a celebrity deathmatch style. I don't know if you guys remember that show, but that show was hilarious. I'm pretty sure it was on, like, MTV or something, but back in the early, mid-2000s, I think. But it was funny. It it was, like, claymation, and there'd be uh, random two celebrities. They'd have voiceovers, and they would, like, kill each other in, like, a brutal-ass manner. It was was fucking crazy, but it was funny. I don't know. It was just, like, one of those random-ass MTV things. I think it was MTV. I don't know. But yeah, man, talking about random shows, I I came across it the other day and I remembered it from when I was younger and dude, I just had to talk about it because I actually kind of like looked into it now and I watched a few episodes of it to kind of refresh myself, but there was a show called MXC and um, some of you guys might remember it. It was, uh, I think it aired on Spike. I didn't really look where it aired, but it came out in 2003 And I thought when it came out, this was like the original show. Like, I was pretty fucking stupid. I didn't know that the MXC that you're watching, it's actually, they took footage from a 1980 Japanese game show, which was like uh, basically translated to Warrior Castle. It was like Takashi Castle. And they like voiced over the whole, like, uh, like they had cut up the episodes and like voice over them. 
And he, the people who did it were like comedians. And it, the show is hilarious, MXC. I've never actually watched the original uh, show. But MXC, the one that they made in 2003, is just hilarious. And uh, it's basically like a Wipeout show before like Wipeout was a thing. Kind of like an American Ninja Warrior. Or like, dude, or like the original Ninja Warrior. That shit used to be dope. Like, before it was the American Ninja Warrior. Like, they used to be hard as fuck. Um, but yeah, MXC. It stood Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. I don't know, man. It was it was a good show. And uh, it made me kind of, like, get onto, like, uh, old Japanese kung fu slash type movie kicks. And I actually was reading up on... Um, Anime, I mean, most people who know anime and people who even don't know anime know what Dragon Ball is. Um, Some people just call it Dragon Ball Z, but the original was Dragon Ball. And the creator of Dragon Ball, this is something I learned the other day. uh, He actually came up with the idea based on like a couple different inspirations he had. One was another anime that already existed. I'm pretty sure it existed in manga form, but I'm not sure if it had any... Um, actual visual audio fucking like TV or movie shit at the time, but it was Astro Boy. Um, other, other, the other forms he actually got his inspiration from was another one was a classic tale. It was called Journey to the West. And then the third thing that I saw he got inspiration from was actually a really old uh, Jackie Chan movie, and it was called The Drunken Master. And so, you know, your boy had to check this shit out because I was like, I've only really seen Jackie Chan's movies that came out like in the U S I never saw any of his old, like movies from back in the day, like in the eighties or late seventies or whatever. And so I checked it out and I've seen a lot of movies that are like old Kung Fu movies. I used to like watch some of the Bruce Lee ones, like enter the dragon and fucking, um, I don't know, man. They're just... Some of those movies are so fun to watch. And, yeah, The Drunken Master is pretty good, man. It, li- it lived up to that kind of theme. I was... I probably watched it... Uh, it was the other night. I watched, like, the first 45 minutes of it, actually, at night. And I fell asleep, so I didn't catch the whole thing. But, yeah, man, it was funny as hell. And Jackie Chan still had the same type of fucking fighting style that he has now in all his movies. And what I mean by that is I always, like, notice this, and I don't know if you guys noticed it too, but Jackie Chan always be using his environments to fight. So this man in one of the scenes in the movie, yeah, he, he's fighting this guy, and this guy picks up a sword, and he's swinging the sword at him. And Jackie Chan, like, they're in, like, a, like a town square or, like, a marketplace, and he grabs two carrots out, and he's using the carrots to fight the guy with swords, and the swords are just cutting through the carrots. And I'm like... Bro, if this isn't the most Jackie Chan shit I've ever seen, I was like, so this is just how he's always been. I didn't know if it was something unique to when he started coming to make movies in um, the States, but no, that's, I guess that's how he's always done it, which is funny. I mean, I'd like to think if I was going to get in a fight, like if I was in a fight with somebody who was a better fighter than me, my best bet, in my opinion would be to fight in like my own house or somewhere that I'm really familiar with. Cause then I'm going to try to fight like fucking Jackie Chan. I'm going to be using like cabinet doors to smack people 
and like I don't know throwing I don't know throwing pans and pots I don't know you know what I mean you'd fuck them up one way or another <laughs> but yeah it was uh it was definitely a decent movie to check out and uh if you got time you should fucking you should check it out for real also check out MXC man because It'll, it'll get you a good laugh at night. Have a few drinks. Have the boys over. Some brewskis. Watch MXC. Laugh your ass off. You can thank me later. Alright, alright. Y'all know I want to keep you guys informed on everything and keep your uh, knowledge gaining skills up. So I'm going to tell you guys about someone I just learned about from pre-Civil War U.S. history. And his name was John Cena. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. His name was John Brown, though, actually. And uh, he was part of the abolitionist movement, which was they believed in like anti-slavery. Now, John was different in the fact of how he handled the southern pro-slavers in the state of Kansas where he lived. So the pro-slavers, after they sacked the city of Lawrence, John was pissed. And uh, he was a very religious man, but he believed that he needed a fight, like, like he needed a fight back. Like, he wasn't going to just sit this shit, like, laying down. He was going to bring it back to these fuckers. And this is where it gets kind of controversial. So John and his group called the Potawatomi Rifles. Uh, they went out at the night of May 24th, 1856, and they killed five pro-slavers in front of their families with fucking broadswords. Now, in this era, they all had muskets and they had bayonets. They had, like, fucking pistols, like flint pistols. They didn't need to carry around these fucking broadswords. We're talking about, like, Knights of the Round Table fucking long-ass Crusader swords. Like, this shit's for chopping off fucking heads. And they... What they did was they went around to a couple different houses in the middle of the night. Knocked on the door to talk to the person that they already knew they, like, had problems with. And they said... Basically, they are like, hey... Do you agree with this uh, pro-slavery bullshit? Like, do you believe in slavery? And if the person said, yeah, they busted through, came in. And from some accounts that I heard, I mean, this is all me just what I learned from here or there. So, I mean, I don't know completely how accurate it is, but he would have them go out with him. And he wouldn't kill them directly in front of their family, but I think he did kill some of them in front of their family, but... Yeah, he took him out in the woods, pulled out the broadsword, and hacked their shit. Now, because of the way he handled this, some people think that he was kind of a radical. Which, I mean, yeah, it's crazy to run around with a sword, but from what was happening in these people, I mean, I think it was fucking badass. So, he might be remembered as a radical to some, and he might be remembered as a hero to others, but if you ask me, he was a badass for sure. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, all right. Let's talk fights because last night I just finished watching UFC Fight Night. And uh, there's one fighter I want to bring up uh, from this card for sure. And damn, Terrence T-Rex McKinney was a fucking badass. He choked out Eric Gonzalez. And dude, let me tell you, Terrence... Terrence McKinney is, uh, I've watched him for a couple fights now, like his couple of his last fights, and he's just fucking insane, man. Every fight since he's been in the UFC hasn't left the first round. And when I mean that he hasn't won every single one of his fights, his last fight actually, he took on a, it was a, it was on a short notice. I think it was a couple week notice, but he fought Drew Dober. And he got put out in the first round. But he was looking good for, like, the first, like, 30, 45 seconds. Like, his thing is he is going to try to put on a show. He really is. He's going to fucking do flying knees. He's going to try to do spinning fucking fists. He's going to put you down on the ground and choke you the fuck out if he can. He'll jump on your back and choke you while you're standing. He is a, he's a crowd pleaser, man. He really is. And he isn't just a striker. I mean, like I was saying, he's choked people out. He's got a really good wrestling background, and he's young. And what really excited me about this fight, even though it was a quick fight and everything, he was looking good. And I was kind of, I wanted to see, because after that fight with Drew Dober, I was like, oh, let's see how he's going to fight. Is he going to be more cautious now? Which, it wouldn't be a bad thing if he was a little bit more cautious. Because sometimes I feel like he just throws caution to the wind and goes in there swinging like he's trying to just put on a show. Like how uh, Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler fought. If you haven't seen that fought, fought, or fight, check that fucking fight out. If you got uh, ESPN Plus, go check that shit out. Look it up. Or you can look it up on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. But that fight was fucking crazy. These guys were just swinging at each other. Well, Terrence McKenney, he's... He's on that same type of shit. Like, he is going to go out there and he's just going to put himself in harm's way to get the finish or get finished. And it's really entertaining to see. I mean, I don't know how the longevity of it will be, but if he keeps developing his skills and he can really kind of fine-tune the defense part of it and not get caught as easy, I think I think he could really be something in the light uh, the lightweight division. Which, that division's kind of scary. You're talking about those two guys I just talked about. Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira. You got fucking... Uh, if Conor McGregor comes back, I don't think he's going to come back, though. I mean, he just uh, tweeted the other day that he is like, uh, I'll always remember you, MMA. Easy work. So, I don't know if that's him trying to retire again. Probably so. Who the fuck knows? But yeah, the lightweight division stacked, but someone else we've talked about on this podcast, and you know I like to talk about this guy because he's fucking entertaining as hell, and you guys know him too, is Patty the Baddie. Patty the Baddie. Patty the Baddie. Okay, yeah, no, no. Uh, for real though, Patty the Batty, and you guys know how he's looked since he's been in the UFC. He's been just lighting people up. And after his last win against uh, uh, Jordan Levitt, leave it, you already know, he is looking good. I think he could for sure be up there. And the reason I'm bringing him up is Terrence the T Rex, he called him out, man. 
I think that would be an amazing fight. You need to throw that on, like, one of these upcoming cards in a couple months. I mean, I don't know if UFC 280 is too soon. That's in October, late October. I would love to see it. If that's too soon, bro, I don't care what you put it on. Put it on a fight night, that's even better. I don't have to pay for it. But I will pay to see that fight. Because let me tell you, that's going to be a good fight. I don't think it'll get out of the first round. Someone's going to either get choked out or knocked out. But it would definitely be a good fight. I mean, shit, man. They're both just like two guys that are going to go out there and put on a show. The only thing is Patty, he, he, I mean, he's been, people have said that he doesn't uh, cover up as much as he should when he's fighting. He fights a little like kind of like goes for it all too. But I don't think he does it nearly as bad as Terrence McKenney does. So I feel like it could be a double-edged sword though. Like he could be a little bit more cautious and get caught by some crazy shit by McKenney. Or Patty could fucking go out there and do some crazy shit too. I don't know. I think it'll be definitely something good to check out. And I think, I think they really should make that move. If Patty's cool with it, I think that'd be great. I don't know if it's going to happen. We'll see. We will see. Uh, But yeah. It looks... Oh, something else I... I, Well, I'm talking about fights. I got to bring this up because I heard it on a couple of other podcasts and I had to look this shit up too (laughs) because this shit was crazy. In Russia, they had a 600 versus 600 MMA match in an open field. This shit's like straight out of like 300. Like you just got two giant groups of people, ones with like yellow shirts and like one with I think red shirts and they're just charging at each other. And you can look it up. I saw it, I think on World Star. Might have been on YouTube. I don't know. But look it up. Just 600 versus 600 MMA. And it'll come up. And dude, that shit's crazy. You just have like people in groups fighting each other. And it's not just one-on-one, bro. Like there'll be one guy fighting four guys and four guys just like wailing on one guy while he's on the ground. It's some fucking crazy ass shit. I don't know, man. It's definitely something worth checking out. Check it out, man. Okay, that's enough MMA talk. Alright, alright. Thanks again, guys. I want to just say thank you for your checking out this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, I've been really, really humbled to get all the support and love I've been getting. And I just really appreciate it. If you guys want to keep supporting me, just try to just keep sharing it with people you know. Share it with some friends. Uh, We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Anchor. Um, If you want to get in contact with me, if you have any questions about the show, any suggestions of things you want me to talk about, any fun little topics we can get into, uh, I'm going to put some, uh, open some questions up on Spotify. And we're also going to, You guys can look me up on social media and check it out there. Otherwise, I just want to say, have a great day. If you're listening to this on Monday, have a great week. Get through that shit. The struggle is real, but so is the feels. I don't know. That's the deal. Catch y'all later. Peace.